Welcome to What the Magic, a podcast where we explore everything in this world, human, existential, alien, galactic, energy, intuitive, and all things weird. Welcome to this week's episode. Yeah, super excited to give you guys the podcast this week. We have a super cool, super fun guest. Her name is Nicola. And um, not going to lie to you guys, I may be a little biased because like we've been talking for the past like five minutes and I'm pretty sure we're almost the same person. But I think we have different opinions or different viewpoints on our modality. So Nicola, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and the kinds of people you like to work with? Okay. Yes. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, So I'm a Reiki teacher and I'm also a shamanic healer. um, And I combine that together with chakra healing, um, quantum physics, kind of merging the science together with the the metaphysical world. So putting the two together. Um, And through this combination of it all, I've come up with a method called dimensional fusion method. And a lot of that is building in a journey through the chakras, helping women um, to eventually feel empowered again, particularly women who feel lost. Um, A way of getting their empowerment back is to go through this healing of of a journey of healing. Um, And then at the end of it, if they're aspiring to be a healer, then the whole method comes together with the metaphysical um, elements of um, like anatomy um, and how it works and fits into this, into our real world. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So how did you start to realize that you wanted to combine all of these modalities and bring about like this kind of new fun, like, I don't want to call it new agey because it's not new agey, but this kind of new modality forward for your clients. Um, I think because I started uh, really, I was just passionate about finding as much as I could. You know how you just go down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. of um, you just want to learn everything you can about the metaphysical world. And that's basically what I did. Probably signed up for every course going. And then I've kind of cherry picked the best parts of it that makes sense to me. But I also like to, I mean, when you're working with your intuition, you have to trust your intuition and you just have to let that be. But at the same time, it's really nice to have some backup of the scientific world and how the new kind of quantum physics and things that are happening now are backing up things that we've known for 10,000 years you know shamanic healing is 10,000 years old and yet we're now seeing how somewhere like the heart maths institute is um you know backing these up and and the two things are now in the present so it all makes sense um I I love the discussion of science catching up to energy like that's always something that's been fascinating to me like or you know science catching up to philosophy like I'm also just a philosophy nerd because I that's like my traditional background and so I I love that you're picking the best of the modalities so when you're picked like to you what is something that stands out as being more helpful in a modality versus something that's kind of less helpful so how did you decide what aspects to start to include in this dimensional frequency um I guess some of it is 
what fits in our real world and what can fit in our real world really quickly. So, for example, if you're doing, um, you know, just your basic hygiene of working with energy and you're looking to do protection um, or you're looking to do um, cleansing methods, then just combining the whole lot really quickly that just fits into your everyday, you know, something you do in the shower for five minutes instead of this whole you know, where you've got to do it this way or you've got to do it that way and it takes a really long time and then you just get confused and you don't know what you're doing so you end up not doing any of it. Um, so it's like the whole thing you can do in like five minutes and that's something you can fit into your every day in the morning. I need a shower or something. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's what I do anyway. <laughs> got it really personalized for the person who's going to be practicing. Yes. So if I were teaching it, I would give all the different options. So you would still learn all the different, or not all the different, because there's so many out there, but some different combinations of these are different protection methods or these are different cleansing methods and mm. so on. So you would learn those, but then you, there would be options of how to combine it and how to fit it into right. your daily life. And then they could pick, pick and choose if they wanted to do a longer one or if they wanted to you know, bung it all together and just do it really quickly. That's one small aspect of, of the, of the actual course, of course. That's, I mean, that's amazing. I, I have this conversation with um, a lot of my clients, especially my mentees right now. And I'm like, there's not one right way to do energy work. There's not one specific pattern and, and like prescriptive way of doing it. And I think too often in this field, we get wrapped up in the, it needs to be done this way. And if it's not done this way, then it's done wrong. And then I have to start over. And then I'm not actually where I think I need to be. And I'm like, I'm so glad because I'm, I'm getting to meet more and more people who are like, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Like, and that's, that's really been like lighting up my soul because I look at it and I go, any energetic practice is perfect as long as it's yours. Yes, yes, definitely. And, and that's the same, isn't it? Right from the beginning, when you're trying to work out how to follow your intuition, which is essentially what I take women through their journey is to, is to know how to listen to their intuition. But it's like, first, we need to clear out that energetic, you know, any of that sort of, I say rubbish or whatever that's, you know, of our life or that old belief systems and so on we've got to get rid of that first um lost where I was sorry no you're good um getting rid of things like I I talk about that as like deprogramming like our conditioning like from traditional education where or even like how we've learned to do meta in the past like I've taken quite a few courses and I'm like that does not work for me. So how do I play with it and turn it into my own and get it so that I'm trusting my intuition and my body to give me the information that, you know, may be helpful for my clients? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's it. We're all individual, aren't we? And my background really is in early years and working with children. And I just go back to how every child is individual. That's what we're taught, you know, from the beginning. And each child learns in a different way. And really, that's no different for us as an adult. Um, What makes sense to us and what makes sense to someone else could be totally different. So it's knowing that it's okay to, you know, go whichever way you want to go. But obviously, some people get when they're starting out on this journey, 
it can be quite fearful. A lot of people worry about entities or things that are coming into their space um, and wanting to know how to protect them and so on. And obviously, you know, as you work longer with this, you realize that perhaps if you're fearing those entities, then you're possibly also, it's, it's that maybe you're fearing in your waking life, there's some boundaries that you're not putting in and there's some right. you know, issues that are coming into your life that you're not saying no to. And when you start realizing that the sort of inner world and the outer world, the two things are kind of all reflecting each other, it helps you to yeah, absolutely. You know, reduce some of those fears, isn't it? Yeah. I, I love that because my, my approach to entities is just shoe fly. Don't bother me. Like shoe, <laughs> like, yeah. um, like, I don't want to play this game. And it, you're right. It's all about boundaries. Like when I talk to clients about mediumship, when they're first getting it turned on, they're like, I'm constantly seeing dead people. I was like, okay, here's your homework. Go tell the dead people the rules for how to work with you. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah. Literally, I was like, I imagine it like an energetic signpost on my office door. Like you're not allowed in unless, and then I list my boundaries, right? For the most part, I don't talk, talk to disincarnated souls unless I'm in a session because I don't want to be bothered. Like I'm, I'm in my Zen, I'm in my zone, I'm working on what I need to work on. And so I don't need dead people who don't have their person in front of me coming in and trying to get like readings done and I'm like yo dude like I can't help you if your person's not here yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely when I mean when I first started I wasn't that good at putting in boundaries and as I say I wasn't good at putting in boundaries in my waking life either so in when I was working in the metaphysical world or uh, particularly my dreams that's when I would be bothered um, by some very yeah, some very nasty entities, actually. <laughs> There's some different things that happened. Um, and it was because I wasn't saying no, I was just open the whole time because I was so excited and it was so much fun. And it's like, right. oh, I love this world. And you're just allowing everything in and you're not closing off to it. And yeah, it, it was a bit of a nightmare. And then as I was working with my guide doing the kind of shamanic work, it was my guide that then... Um, he told he told me like to look at the tree of life and potatoes and to me it was like what what am I supposed to do with that and I can remember looking up because I knew about the tree of life but I thought is there something I'd missed so I looked it up online and then the tree of life was there as a shop which was local to me Mm. and at the bottom there was this lady's name who was a medium and her name was April now I plant my potatoes in April so my association with potatoes was April so I called her I went to visit her and she she said um when I got to her she put booked me in the next day and she said oh um I've got your shamanic guide here he's been hanging around for the last two days and I won't talk to them until I'm ready, until I'm in session with them. Um, And then she said, and that's basically what he wants you to know, is you are not putting in any boundaries. You need to be like a shop. You need to tell them when you're working and when you're not and Mm -hmm. stop letting all these things in. (laughs) She was like really firm. It was like I'd gone for a telling off and I knew I was going for a telling off as well. It was so funny. (laughs) I I have clients like that who will hop on and they'll be like, I have to tell you things. And I need you to know that I am, I'm ready for the ass kick. And I go, how do you know I'm going to kick your ass? And they look at me and they go, because of what I did, let me tell you. And then they tell me and I go, are you, are you 
are you for real? Like, is this really what we're playing with? And then we go into the whole, like, why are we choosing this? Why are we playing with this energy? Why are we dancing? And it ends up being like that telling off that ass kick where it's like, get your head out of your butt. Like, you know better, like, and you knew I was going to yell at you. And so it's like, it's so interesting how both our guides and the people around us start to get in tune with each other and share that energy. It's so amazing. Yeah. So boundaries are super important. And, you know, that telling off and that connection of that energy is super, super interesting to play with when you start to see how one, your client's information and energy starts to inform you before you even get into a session with them. And then also how you start to shift your energy as you get like information from either your guides or downloads or things like that. So when you started your practice and building this modality, was it like an inspiration from some of your journeys or was it more of like the, you know, traditional healing modalities in themselves don't really work for people anymore. So I'm just going to like mash it together and then move forward. Um, I guess it was a combination really. Um, Not so much that traditional don't work because I think they do have their place. Um, It's just maybe they're too rigid in the box. It's like the way Reiki has gone now. It's this is the way we do it and this is the only way we do it. And they're very firm about it, especially if you join one of the associations, then Mm -hmm. this is what you're meant to be doing for Reiki. And if you do shamanic healing, this is what you're meant to be doing. But when you start working, it doesn't work like that. You know, Mm -hmm. different things switch on. As I was doing a Reiki healing, I'd instantly have my guide come in as he would be for a shamanic healing. And I would want to be pulling at energy or doing a soul retrieval. or So the whole thing started to combine because it just makes sense to do it that way. You can't prevent things from, from not, from, um, you can't switch it off, I guess, is what I mean. <laughs> if, yeah, if you're I, doing one modality, you can't switch the other modality off and put them into neat look boxes. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. I I love that because that's something that has very much informed my practice is I can't just do one modality because there's so many things to choose from and so many ways to do it. Like um, when I do access bars um, and that kind of healing, I'm also doing like running energy and Reiki through the body. And then I'm also like adding on the Akashic record work and then I'm adding on like emotional release and clear, like, I mean, clearing statements are part of ours already, but like taking that to the next level and then cords and contracts. So it's like, I hit a bar and I'm like, Oh, that's a cool Akashic record. Can we get rid of it? And then we just, we go through that healing that way. So I love that you're blending everything together. Um, what's your favorite thing about working in this modality and working with energy? Um, I think it's every day is different because it depends on the needs of the client. And I love working with new clients because I don't know anything about them and I don't know what's going to come up. And then when you get this whole download of information um, and then you relay it back to them, it's like this whole reading of their energy and they're, they're like, oh, how did you know that? Or... And it, it kind of confirms everything that they were thinking or feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just that bit is quite magical, I think. Um, or that uh, for me, I, I can feel 
um, other people's pain in my body when I do a session. Um, it's not there long, it's just a quick notification and I can clear it and ask it to leave. I don't hold on to it. So, um, but it will come in and then I'll know which area they're having, you know, there's, there's some sort of issue or something happening there. Um, and I just love it that there's that confirmation. Um, and then if you, you know, I love using the cards as well. And you pull out the cards, they're just tools. Uh, you know, all these different things, aren't they? The crystals, the things that you use are just tools to confirm is how I feel. Confirm what you've, because you don't need any of those tools, really. Right. Um, you can just do it. But those tools help confirm and make it more tangible, I guess, isn't it? Because you can't see energy. So right. you see it in a card or you see it in a crystal that you use and it kind of all tallies and and makes sense and that's that's what I love I just find it all really magical but yeah I I love that too I I keep staring at your shelf of cards behind you and I know you mentioned that you love having your tools so of all of the decks that you have do you have one that's a go-to no (laughs) (laughs) I think I've got oh god I must have oh because these aren't all of them I have some in my workroom as well um I probably got maybe 30 decks maybe um I don't have a favorite as such it just depends on what's needed at the right time so I do a reading every week in my free group um and you know the people know um that I'll choose a different different deck depending on on what what I need, what I feel is right. I just ask my guys at the time, which deck shall I use and what yeah. I'm called to. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. I think I've got about a set, about 70 decks. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, well, that's all right then. I'm way because, behind you. <laughs> because I, I have a little bit of a problem and um, my family gets me a new deck for Christmas every year too, which is really, oh. really sweet. Cause like my mom is really supportive of my practice. So every Christmas she gets me a new deck and then of course, because I have an addiction, I also get myself a new deck every couple of months. And um, yeah, I love that you mentioned that you don't have a favorite one, that you have one that you go to for when you need it or to match the energy that you work with. Cause I, I think there's so many times that people are told like you go, you use this particular deck for this type of reading. And then you don't like expand past that or play with that so I love mixing and matching them as well or or the clients if they come to me here then they get to choose the decks you know they can pick one themselves which is quite nice it's like they're in a sweet shop and they they see which ones they're drawn to same with crystals really they choose which crystals that that they want to work with and then I'll choose some as well nice so with crystals do you incorporate crystal healing into your modality as well or is it just kind of yeah. like you bring the frequency forward okay no I do yes yes awesome. um yes it same thing it's you know the clients will choose crystals that they're drawn to and that helps me know from the crystals maybe what state they might their energy might be or what needs healing um you know but quite often they they will go for the crystal quartz um the crystal not the crystal quartz sorry uh, the <laughs> the pink one well, rose quartz, quartz. <laughs> yes <laughs> got it um so they, they tend to go for that one because it's that self-healing that they often need you know they, yeah. they need that at that time um and then i'll often go for the dark crystals because i want to ground them down because quite often they are you know in their heads a lot um so it brings them back back to earth back to the present moment and 
Um, so I'll use a lot of those at the foot end. Um, but yes, I just draw out what, whatever ones I feel called to use. And then sometimes at the end, I might, you know, if I can't remember which ones they are, I might look them up. And again, quite often the meaning of them, you know, confirms again what's just come through in the whole reading that we've done. Yeah, I, I think I, I work with crystals a little differently because I work with each crystal's individual consciousness to bring like that healing forward. Like if you were to look at my desk right now, it's um, a little insane because I have all of my crystals on my desk and then like in this like little cubby thing behind me and then on my mantle. And it, my partner's like, do you have enough crystals? And I was like, no, never, never enough crystals, never enough tarot cards, never enough tools. Like I have like, no. I don't know, like 20 something pendulums at this point. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't know which one I'm gonna want during the day, right? So I love that you, you flow with the frequency of the client and choosing the right tool, the right crystal and everything like that. Cause I know a lot of people are like, okay, someone's coming to me for healing, which means that I need to go grab the rose quartz and maybe the labradorite. And I need to grab some selenite so that I can wave it over them and be all handy dandy and clear the energy. Right. And I'm like, well, what if to actually clear the energy, you need to use something like, I don't know, um, citrine or, you know, uh, Merlinite or Garnierite or Moonstone, what happens if you need those? And they're like, no, 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 no. You use the right crystal for the right job. And I'm like, I am right. So I, I love that you you're flowing with the energy around you. Um, Nicola, how can people start to like connect and work with you? How can they get in contact to like book sessions, join your coaching programs? How do they connect? Um, yes, I mean, most um, women can join my, on Facebook, they can join um, my group, which is a Confident Intuitive Woman. Um, and I do have like a TikTok as well, but that's, that's more me going out into nature and recording little videos of things that happen during, you know, that I see, um, I might see different trees and different things that I notice. Um, and then there'll be a message that's downloaded. And so that just goes on to the TikTok, almost like a, a little daily tarot reading, I suppose, but through nature. Um, it's not me on there, but um, so I, there's a TikTok and I'm Instagram as well, but mainly Facebook. It's, it's in the group. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So Nicola, if you were to share one piece of advice with people who are either on their journey now, just starting or have been on it for a while, but feel kind of stagnant. What piece of advice would you share with them? Oh, um, I think definitely you just trust. I think trust is the hardest thing. That's most most women when they come to join my group and I ask what's the most difficult thing, they say um, trusting my intuition. Mm -hmm. Trusting is definitely a good place to start, um, but also it's having a level of awareness as well, um, awareness of your triggers, your different things that begin to open. Um, that's where I like, in my course I do, I attune someone to Reiki um, just because it can be a really quick, fast awakening. Um, so, I'm sorry, I'm lost. With no, I love it. I love that piece of advice. <laughs> just trust yourself and play with your awareness and like start to explore everything that's coming up. It's I think that's so much of where we are is like either baby intuitives or intuitives that have kind of lost the spark of all of it. We, we stop trusting ourselves. We stop listening to our body. We stop listening to our intuition. And I love that. That's your piece of advice. Like 
it's so amazing, like to just be able to flow with that and discover, you know, or rediscover where we can connect into ourselves. And that's, I think that's a huge part of your work. And it's definitely a huge part of my work. Like I have a whole thing, like my Facebook group is conscious connections. And it's all about how we connect with each other and how we reconnect with ourselves to actually help everybody grow out of like these periods of stagnancy and old habits and things like that um yeah so I, I say sorry what I was gonna yeah say was like the awareness bit the awareness is what we need but um the bit where we get stagnant sometimes is where sometimes we can always get stuck in this loop this loop of especially when you start doing your shadow if you do your shadow journey and you start looking at parts that are triggered um or that set you off it's just good to have this awareness or an awareness of your emotions and what's happening in your body and kind of pinpointing them or getting back to that kind of root cause of where it's come from, but not getting so bogged down with it that you just keep creating a story to everything. Um, It's kind of just learning to let that go and that awareness helps you, um, but then moving on from that. Um, Otherwise, I think sometimes that's when people or we can get stuck just (laughs) continually peeling. We definitely need to peel back layers, but it doesn't have to be a constant cycle that um of being stuck yeah you don't have to sit in the layer of the healing that you've just done you can heal in motion I love that so much um so we've got the Facebook group you've got your Instagram you've got your TikTok I'm like okay how else do we how else do we keep connecting with Nicola because I'm loving sitting in your energy because I'm normally like a freaking squirrel on crack and I'm like oh this is nice. This is calm. This is relaxing. And I'm like, Ooh, I like this. And then I'm like, Oh, but I have so many things to do. And my brain wants to go in so many different directions. But I think that's also like a great point to talk about is like Nicola has her practice that is so based around her energy and how she flows and how she can help people. And it works and it resonates with the people who are, who are there for you. And that is so powerful. And so I love that you bring up the awareness bit because we want the awareness, not only when we're working on our healing journey, but even when we pick the person that we want to help guide us on that journey. So if you were, um, because this is one of my favorite things to do when my clients ask me, if you were to tell your client something that you're working on for self, what, what, in, what are you in the process of healing for self? Oh, for myself, I always feel like I'm still healing everything sometimes. <laughs> um, is that, I guess that is that way you go around in, in circles. Um, yeah, I mean, I will go through different chakras and find that I'm healing different levels. Um, but it is where sometimes you do come back. I mean, at the moment, it's my, it is my power. Um, I'm feeling quite low in energy. I've been working quite hard. Um, so I've had to draw back. I've had given myself two weeks off, um, come away from it a little bit. I've been doing some shamanic initiations and, you know, working on my own power because I'm getting ready. I've got to have lots of energy again to, um, uh, of doing a book launch. I, I wrote a chapter for a book with, um, 30 other women it's called uh, she is unleashing uh, feminine power so that's coming out on the 22nd of the second 22 so obviously using that one as the feminine divine feminine for the number two um and alongside that then I'm hoping to launch at the same time uh, the course that I'll be doing um 
as well, which is called Fearlessly Seeking You. So um, all, all kind of at the same time. <laughs> that feels so exciting. As someone who's currently in the middle of a launch, um, I am so excited to watch your launch and, and be a cheerleader and support you on that. And I'm sure that all of the listeners today are going to be like, hey, um, Nicola, I'd like to check out your program because it sounds really cool. So please, guys, if you guys are really interested, um, all of our contact information will be in the description. And we are all going to dive into like exploring these connections and seeing what feels right for us and really diving into that awareness. We're going to check out Nicola's chapter in that book for fucking sure. But Nicola, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your perspective of healing and, and how you combine modalities to create your own. And I can't wait to see what else you create and how the energy just keeps swirling around you. So thank you so much. Lovely. Thank you for having me. Of course. And guys, thank you so much for listening. We will see you guys next week.